0: to uh uh go home tonight open your bible just spend as much time reading your bible and you'll get you'll get to that place where you're saying you know what lord heaven sure does sound sweet just go ahead and take me now and i'm looking forward to it and uh, praise the lord psalm 121 if you would go ahead and make your way to psalm 121 it's amazing within the life which we live sometimes, we go about our days and uh, it doesn't matter how many times we're reminded sometimes, whether from scripture or uh, whether you're sitting there and you're doing a Bible study, you're doing your own devotional life, maybe you're sitting under the preaching of God's word, Sunday school hour, it doesn't matter, there are times whenever you're sitting there and you, you, you're reminded time and time again of specific truths in God's word. And in Psalm 121, we're reminded of a truth of how faithful our God is and that we always have someone to turn to for help. Yet in the midst of life in which we live, there are times whenever it's kind of like this, where... You've been here before where you're, you're trying to work on something. Maybe it's a, a task at home. You're working on a job at the house or you're working on a, you know, you're, you're working out in the car or you're, you're trying to figure, you wrap your mind around a, a a task that you have set before you and all of a sudden, a conversation is struck and maybe you're talking to someone and someone says something and they might say something along the lines of, you know, hey, what are you working on? And you say, oh, I'm working on this car, but I really have no idea uh, what I'm doing. And, you know, I, I really ha- I'm just I'm just piddling around and seeing if I can figure out how to fix this thing. And they say, oh, that's easy. You just do this. And you look at them and you say, where have you been this whole time? Right. You say, <laughs> Why haven't you been helping me this whole time? You're working on plumbing, and you're trying to figure things out, or you have a conversation, and someone says, oh, that's easy. You say, where have you been? And yet, in the Christian life and in life sometimes, that's exactly how we live the Christian life sometimes. We go about our days, and we live our days in such a way where we're trying to get through this life, or we're living this way, and we're trying to conduct this way, and we're going about it this way, and then there comes a time where a bulb flashes, and we say, you know what, Lord, I guess I should turn to you now. And the Lord reminds us, this is what you need to do. And you say, where have you been? He says, I haven't, I haven't moved. I haven't gone anywhere. You just haven't come. You haven't come to me, you haven't sought me out, you haven't been asking, you haven't been pleading. And so notice in Psalm 121, the psalmist is going to remind us of a very powerful truth tonight. Maybe you're here and you're searching for answers. Maybe you're here and you're searching for help. Maybe you're here and you're, you're discouraged. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're you're battling and you're, you're searching out God's will or you're trying to figure this out or you're looking for strength. Can I remind you that the God of all gods, the Lord Almighty, is the help that is able and willing and present for every single one of us for all of our needs tonight every single one of us notice what he says here i will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the lord which made heaven and earth he will not suffer thy foot to be moved he that keepeth thee will not slumber behold he that keepeth israel shall neither slumber nor sleep thy lord is thy keeper Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. This evening, as you come to Psalm 121, you see a strong emphasis immediately as you walk through these psalms. You see immediately in verse number one, the statement at the end, from whence cometh my Help this evening. We have three things that we're going to make mention of tonight that I pray will be a help to you because if you're searching, maybe you're needing something. Maybe you're needing an answer. Maybe you're needing direction. Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're searching out for strength. Maybe you're looking for provision. Well, we see in Psalm 121 that we have a God that's willing and able to help. Notice with me three things that we see in Psalm 121. Number one, we see the search for help. The search for help. The Bible says in verse number one, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. We're always searching. We're always searching. Every single day we're searching for answers or solutions or trying to fix this or trying to go about this or we're looking to get to this point. and We see the journey is before us, but oftentimes we're just willing and we just really want to see the destination. That's the struggle of the Christian life, isn't it? We're not really truly willing to allow the Lord to bring us along the journey of the Christian life because we just say, Lord, I don't want to feel full with the the journey of everything. Just take me to the end. I just want to see light at the end of the tunnel. As a matter of fact, just take me to the end of the tunnel. But God's trying to remind us, no, I want you to enjoy this journey because oftentimes the reason we're not enjoying the journey is because we're looking at our circumstances, our problems the things that we think we ought to have that we don't have, the things that we don't have. We're looking at other areas of our lives and we're not allowing ourselves to come to the end of ourselves and say, Lord, I just want to walk with you. I was watching, there's a a young man who will be uh, coming in uh, September, missionary that's going to be going in church planning. And he reached out to me a couple of weeks ago. We saw him at junior camp and we were trying to figure out when we could get them here to, to visit with us before they go. He's tell me this, this ought to encourage you. You know, oftentimes in the Christian life, especially we, we won't step out by faith until we have a hundred percent confidence that everything's going to work out. We were there and I was convicted of this. This man is him and his family has been serving on staff in Indiana for some time. And him and his father-in-law took a trip out to Washington. And so we were talking to him at junior camp and We had a little break, and so we began to just ask him some questions. And one of the questions was, well, what's your support right now? And he said, I believe we're at about 5 or 6%, but we're leaving in September no matter what. He said, we'll work if we have to. We're going to get it done. I'll tell you right now, that that convicted me right there. The man says, "Now the Lord's calling me. I'm not going to wait for 100% support right now. We're just going to go and we're going to step out by faith knowing that the Lord has called us. He'll take care of all of our needs. He'll, he'll provide the job for me to work and to get everything else done and still to work and make sure that the Lord is providing for the church and all that. He said, we're just going to go. We're just going to go and we're going to trust the Lord in it. And I was encouraged by that because he understood something that far too often many of us don't understand. is that it's not our relationship dependent upon how much we serve. Our relationship is how much we spend with Jesus. That's where it's developed. You know, we spend all of our days trying to serve, 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 serve instead of spending time with the Lord in the presence of the Lord. And that's wherever we get encouragement, not because we're serving. The serving part is just because we want to worship the Lord and serve him because he's worthy of it. But I'll tell you, as much as I love serving the Lord, I love much more just spending time in his presence. Just saying, Lord, I just want to glean in your presence and spend time with you. Notice these words once again. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. We see the search for help here. Background to what's taking place. This psalm is oftentimes referred to as a traveler's psalm. It's referred to as a traveler's psalm because as travelers would make their way to Jerusalem to celebrate the different feasts, they would do a time of searching. And tonight, could I encourage you? There's a twofold type of searching, oftentimes within our lives. We need to search our own lives right this very moment. Lord, am I right with you? Am I right in my standing, Lord? Am I am I really living for You? And Lord, am I am I? Is there any sin within my lives? If so, Lord, search my heart and reveal it unto me, so I can get it right with You. But then there's that moment within our lives where we're reminded that we need to be constantly searching after God and searching after His will. And you say, Well, how do I get into to? Or how do I find God's will? It do you good to get into His Word. You want to find God's will, get into his word, and then begin to do what he would have for you. So it starts in his word, and then he begins to say, well, walk and do the, 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 the Christian life. Live out the Christian life. And as you live out the Christian life, I'll introduce to you more and more of what my will is for your life. And oftentimes we're unwilling to do that. Why? Because we don't want to go through the journey of the Christian life. Why do we have such a casual Christianity in this, this modern day? Why do we have so many Christians or people that claim to be a Christian, but live like the world and participate in the things of the world and go about the things of the world? Why do we have that? Because far too many of us have misunderstood that we get to enjoy the journey with the Lord. We get to enjoy it. We had to walk with him daily. You say, oh, there's just so much. Man, I I try. I try. I've I've had people, whenever we would knock on doors, this was probably six or seven years ago. Well, Brother Robert Dodge was still here, so seven years uh, uh, or eight years ago. And I remember we knocked on one of those doors, and that gentleman opened the door, and he'd been a soldier. Every deployment, he said he tried a different religion. He missed it. He was trying religion. It's not about religion. It's all about Jesus. And I think sometimes in our own lives, we miss that. And we see the search here. We're always searching for things. And Micah 7, 7 says, Therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Tonight, you've walked in the house of the Lord, and maybe you're sitting there and you say, You know, preacher, you're, you're saying to search after God. I've been searching after Him for quite some time. The last couple of days... Some of you may have social media, and one of the things that you will find on social media, and Miss Kelly and I have actually talked about this. One of the thing, one of the only things we like about social media anymore is the memories that pop up. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The memories from eight years ago that pop up and remind you of certain things. And it was this past week, almost. Uh, it was 2012, 2013. Can't remember which year it was. It was I was working camp. In the last three days, memories have popped up on my timeline and each of those memories had to do with working a church camp I mean uh, 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 the camp at Mount Moriah and the preacher was brother Michael Plowman And it was that week of camp where God began to do a great work within my life. And I was looking at those memories and thinking about all of those memories and thinking, man, what a work God was doing in my life. I'm so grateful for that time being a young adult where God was working in my life. And I was reminded all the way back in 2009, just a couple of days ago, as I was celebrating another spiritual birthday, that as a 16-year-old man, God was working in my life. But then again, as a 21-year-old younger man, the Lord was still working in my life. And now as I'm about to be a 31-year-old young man, the Lord is still working. I'm grateful that God doesn't cap when he stops working on our lives based on our age. I'm grateful that I can have a conversation with Ken Mulkey this past week and be on the phone and, and talking to him and say, very simply, he's talking to me about how the Lord is just reminding him and dealing with him. And what a great reminder that is within our lives. That the Lord's not finished with us. He wants to help us and bring us along. You're searching tonight and maybe tonight you've walked in the doors of the church and you've been searching for God and you've been searching for answers and you've been searching, but you've been searching in all the wrong areas. And you've been going to Google. You've been going to friends. You've been going to family and God's saying, hey, you still haven't come to me. Hey, you still haven't come to me. Notice where the help comes from. He says, I will lift up my eyes on the hills from whence cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord, from the Lord. You know, I believe if we would all go back and share our testimony tonight, many, many times throughout our testimony, it would always go back to the Lord. God was doing this. God was working. God was revealing. God was guiding. God was directing. Why? Because that's our God. That's our God. God. You see the search for help in verse number one. Notice what the Bible continues to go on. You see the source of help. My help cometh from the Lord. I love this. As you walk through these next couple of verses, you see that the statements are so powerful and so strong. My help cometh from the Lord. That is my king that is working in my life. My Lord, which made heaven and earth. He continues to go on. He says, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel Shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. So not only is he your king, he is your keeper. And I ask you tonight, have you gone back to the Lord and sought for help? But have you realized that he's the source of all help? You know, even in the midst of the hard times in our lives, if we're not careful... You know, there there are seasons where we are going through a valley. There are seasons when we're walking and being prepared for a mountaintop experience or being prepared for the valley. And there are seasons when we're in or on top of the mountaintop. And as you find it to be true, one of the things that we see in the Christian life is that we go to the Lord and we recognize him as the source when we're in the valley. Oh, when we're in the mountaintop, we like to gloat like we've done something. Can I remind you, if he's the source in the valley, he's still the source on the mountaintop. He's the source all the way through. That is our God. Notice these verses again. Verse number two, he says, my help, how personal this is. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. We see as he is recognizing this, that there is a, a struggle of weariness sometimes. There's a struggle of weariness sometimes. As you think about that within the Christian life, every single one of us enter that weary season at different times. Sometimes it's after you've been on the mountaintop for an extended amount of time. Sometimes it's a season where you feel like you can't catch a break. But we all enter those seasons of weariness. Sometimes it's on the the go, 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 go where you get weary. Sometimes you're trying to just get things going and you get weary. There's a pastor in Indiana right this very moment that is trying to church plant. And he oftentimes will post at certain times where he's discouraged because he just wants to reach souls. And he's church planting. He's trying to reach people. But he still gets weary. But on the other side, you see a pastor that is doing a, a work and he's reaching people and the, the church is growing. And then all of a sudden he'll post sometimes that there's weariness. Why? Because weariness, we don't get to pick when we get weary. But here's something we do get to pick. Where are you going to run to? He says, my help coming from the Lord. He recognized the source and the struggle of that weariness. You know, go on and you begin to see within scripture that he says, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither, or shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. You see, the Lord is very powerful within our lives. We recognize that, but he's there even when we're weak. I love this truth right here in 2 Corinthians thirteen four. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lived by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. I love that. He's there when we're weeping in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in affirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. I love this. He's there when we're weary in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. You see, I could go on. He's there when you're discouraged. He's there when you're hurting. He's there when you're forsaken. He's there when you need comfort. He's there when you need courage. You could go on. You could say, he's been there when I have need. And you can place it in the blank. Why? Because our God has always been faithful and He's always been the source of help and He'll always be the source of help. I love the fact that there have been times whenever I have needed some encouragement. We've shared this before, but there are times whenever only, there's only so much that your best friends can say. There's only so much when your, 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 your family can say certain things. And I was reminded of this just the other day talking to a couple who's been married for quite a while. A young lady was praying and seeking the Lord and said, Lord, send someone my way. I need to be encouraged. I need some encouragement. And one of her lady friends gave her a phone call and began to talk to her. Began to try to encourage her, and she got off the phone and she said, No, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Lord, I, I, I pray that you'd send someone to encourage me. Another friend later on called and began to talk and trying to encourage her and said, no, that wasn't it. Began to seek the Lord and the Lord provided another phone call and in the midst of all that, as she was seeking the Lord, that phone call was the phone call that she needed to be encouraged. I was just listening. I was sitting there and just listening. I was saying, you know what? I'm so grateful that we have a God that knows exactly what we need and when we need it. And he's the source of all of our encouragement, all of our help, all of our guidance, all of our provision. That is my God. And he goes on right here in verse number two. My help cometh from the Lord. And here's the question we have to ask. Then why do we search for help from all the other places so many times? It's a struggle of life. That is the struggle that we face within our lives. He says, my help cometh from the Lord. Later on, he says, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. I love this verse right here. In verse number five, we're reminded the Lord is our helper at all sides. He's our helper in front of us. He's our helper to our left, our helper to our right. He's our helper behind us. He is always present. That's our God. He goes on in verse number six. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. He's our helper in all of our seasons. You know, you rest. Our God is always present at a moment's time. You wake up in the middle of night and you've got the sweats and you can't turn off your mind and you go, Lord, the Lord isn't got an alarm clock that goes off at 6 a.m. that says, hey, you cannot disturb me until 6 a.m. That's how the Lord works. You wake up at 2.30 in the morning and you begin to cry out to God and He says, oh, child, I'm there. What do you need? I love that couple of weeks ago, we were laying in bed, and we were going to sleep, and I, I, it don't take me long to fall asleep, probably about 30 seconds to a minute, and I'm, I'm out. Uh, Ms. Kelly, it takes her a little bit longer to fall asleep, and I was just on the verge of falling asleep, and all of a sudden, I hear, or I don't hear anything, I was falling asleep, and I feel a punch in my back, and I turn, and Jackson's right there. I was thinking, boy, what are you doing? So I turn, and I look at him. I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, I don't need you. I need mom. He knew who he needed in a moment's time, and, but he still punched me in the back. And uh, there's, a, there's a lesson there. There's got to be a lesson there. I just got to figure out what it is. But he knew who he needed at a moment's time right there, and mama was there. She was talking to him. And I remember in that moment just reflecting on that a couple of hours ago just thinking, man. I'm so grateful that the Lord doesn't turn us away when we cry out to Him. He says, Lord, I need you. Notice to me number three, not only do we see that He is the searching of our help and He is the source of our help, but notice the steps of our help. The Bible says in verse number five on down, The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out. And thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. We see the steps of help. You see, as you walk through this psalm, you begin to be reminded that the Lord is always there. Notice in verse number seven, he says, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And you begin to think about the days in which you were walking and going about your days. You begin to think about the steps in which you're taking. And I love the fact that when we yield our lives to the Lord, He's there to show us and to guide us all the way through. I have conversations this past week, right when we were at uh, the camp for the boys and the preacher summit, I was able to talk to a preacher for just a little while, and we began to talk about how the Lord guided us here. And both of us started it out the very exact the exact same way when we said, well, <laughs> that was the Lord. I began to share how the Lord had been placing a burden on our hearts. And in my junior year of college, I was praying about going to the state of Arizona and starting a church plan and Surprise, Arizona, and would go over to a, a print shop and would meet with a guy who could design stuff and had cards designed and everything. I mean, we were going out to Arizona. And then my senior year came, and the Lord began to kind of shift some things and close some doors. And can I share with you, one of the greatest things to, to be reminded in the Christian life is that we need to be content when God is opening doors, but also in content when God is closing doors. He knows what he is doing. Even in the midst of that burden that we still had for the state of Arizona, and we loved the, the fact that the Lord could have taken us there and church plan and all that, we, we still had that burden, but God was moving elsewhere. And I'm thankful that in that moment that I was able to seek some wise counsel and go to the word of God. And the Lord gave clarity and he gave uh, contentness in his will and resting and knowing that that is not my will for you. So I say be content when God is opening doors, but be content when God is closing doors. And we got to talking about that. About how the Lord led us to Gateway Baptist Church. And he began to tell me about how the Lord led him to his church. I began to think about all of the steps that it took. One step after one step after one step. Can I remind you tonight, every single day of our lives, we're going to be searching for help. And we search and we seek after the Lord and the Lord says, oh, I already know all the steps if you just let me order them. If you just let me show you. And we say, Lord, we want you to be the source of our help. We want you to be the source of our steps. And all of a sudden it's step by step step in verse number seven and verse number eight he says the lord shall preserve thee from all evil and he shall preserve thy soul this is a powerful truth here when you're searching after the lord and you're reminded that he is the source of our help he's never going to lead us into evil he's never going to lead us down a wrong path You see, the Lord in these verses right here, I love this, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. As you stay in the presence of God and you stay close to the Lord, He's never going to lead you into evil. He's going to preserve you from evil. He's going to preserve thy soul. Why? He's going to preserve thy soul from the going out and the coming in. He's always going to be faithful in it. You see, as you think about the Lord leading us, when you look and you find perspective in God's will, you see all the blessings in the valley instead of griping about the valley. You talk to a a Christian who's lived the Christian life. They may be 80 years old. They may be 60 years old. You could put a number on it, many that have been through the valley. And oftentimes when I've talked to, to Christians who have lived the Christian life, many times they'll point me back to a hard time in their life. Why? Because it was in that valley when God began to give them a different perspective that he doesn't make mistakes. You see, oftentimes in the Christian life, we look at the valley and we say, God, you're messing up. No, he's not messing up. He's bringing you through it, isn't he? He's guiding, he's teaching, he's training, he's he's strengthening you through it and you get a different perspective. You think about the Lord leading us and giving us the perseverance. You think about the patience that he gives, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. All the peace that he gives, the power, the strength that we find in the Lord, the grace that we acknowledge, the knowledge of God's word and his will in our lives, the wisdom that he brings us through it, helping us to realize that he's brought us through it for a reason. Over the last eight years, there have been conversations, there have been situations, there have been times, and you'll ask the question. Many of you over the last eight years as well have probably asked this, maybe the last five years even, maybe the last two weeks. Why? Lord, what are you doing? Lord, I'm crying out to you. Lord, I'm searching for help. You're the source of my help. Lord, I want to walk with you and allow you to guide me through this. But you still ask the question, why? Why? And then all of a sudden, down the road, the Lord will begin to reveal the why. And then you go back and you say, ah, now it makes sense. But maybe tonight you've walked the doors of the church, and the Bible says in verse number 1 of Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills. Why? Why? From whence cometh my help. Can I encourage you tonight? Maybe you're here and you're searching. You've been searching for answers. You've been searching for strength. You've been searching for help. You've been searching for guidance. You've been searching for God's will. Can I encourage you? The source of all help is God Almighty. And if you're a child of God tonight, come to him. Don't hold off. Don't say, well, let me try all these other things and let me try all these other places and see if I can find the answer there. God is the answer. He knows the answer. let so bring it to him. Lord, we do come to you tonight. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you for all the many times in our lives, Lord, when you've provided. Lord, I no doubt could imagine many testimonies tonight of how you've helped and guided and directed. And Lord, you're the source of help. Lord, you've got all the steps provided, Lord, in helping us. But oftentimes, Lord, we're searching in all the wrong places. So Lord, I pray that you'd help us to get on our knees, to plead with you, maybe to thank you for all the times you have helped us. Lord, I know many of us tonight have been in a hard place before when we'd say, God, you have to provide. And Lord, you do just that. Lord, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Guide us and direct us. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray.